This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for August 31st, 2014. The Gospel is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 21 through 28. The message is by Mother Nancy James. Okay, got a question for you. What are ethics? Okay, yeah, yeah, moral principles by which we live, right? We use them to guide and direct our lives individually and collectively. I got some definitions from the dictionary for you. Ethic, A, a set of right principles of conduct. B, a theory or system of moral values. Moral principle, rule or standard of right or wrong accepted by individuals or groups a value system, and moral, is concerned with the judgment of good and bad in human action and character. Okay, I've got another question for you. Are there any absolutes in moral behavior? Absolutes in moral behavior. Are there any standards that are universal in their application? <laughs> yes, no, should be, maybe, okay, all right. Some say that there are not, but I tell you there are absolutes, universal absolutes. God's standards for ethical behavior are absolute. We have ten commandments, not ten suggestions. But you say, well, what about if you're Muslim or Hindu or Buddhist or agnostic or just plain don't believe what then i tell you it's like gravity we all agree that gravity applies itself universally to any object it doesn't matter if you're alive a person if you're rich or poor or whatever it doesn't matter if you're a thing an inanimate object it applies equally to everything what goes up must come down. And it doesn't matter if I believe in gravity or call it gravity or choose to ignore that it exists. If I jump up, I still come down. Gravity is an absolute. God's moral principles for us to live by are absolute and they apply whether we believe it or not. So what about distinguishing moral behavior? How do you tell that from, oh, say, ordinary behavior? So I got a scenario for you. I want to tell me what you think. You're a child, and your parents tell you, practice your piano every day, two hours every day, and at the end of the month, I'll buy you a bicycle if you do that. If you decide to practice, is that a moral decision you've made? It's, it's bribery. Yeah, I hear a lot of that. <laughs> okay, it's self-gratification, isn't it? You're not, you're not motivated by any altruistic 
thoughts, right? Okay, but what if your parents said to you, practice your piano two hours every day, and at the end of the month, you should be able to play that piece by Mozart, and you choose to practice. Is that a moral decision? Ah, I, I tell you, yes, it is. Why? Because at the end, you have enriched not only the lives of those around you with this new skill and ability that you have in playing the piano, but you have enriched your own character. Okay? Moral principles enrich a community and make us better individuals and bring us closer to the kingdom of God. When we look back on our lives using the advantage of hindsight and the 2020 vision it provides, we can see those points in time where we had to make a decision, where we made a choice between self-gratification and the greater good. Unfortunately, we can also see those times when we chose in the other direction. But the point is you look back and you see these pivot points, these points in time where moral decisions become defining moments in your life when you had to choose. Anybody remember what today's gospel lesson started with? From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem. This is a pivot point.